Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, great day. So in this special podcast series, I will be introducing to you abundant streams of income that mental health providers can utilize in their business. And so we just wrapped up a live four-day bootcamp over on YouTube, but I do know that there's a large portion of our podcast listeners that would prefer to get the information in bite-sized pieces versus 60 to 90-minute workshops where they can take their time and implement the information. So make sure to say, Stay tuned to this episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. In-person psychoeducational workshops, okay? So again, I'm going to kind of breeze through some of this because it's a repeat of online. So again, what are you already talking about in your clinical work? What are you talking about all the time that you don't realize? If you can teach a class right now for an hour, what would it be? But then this time you're going to take it in person. So again, your topic has to be specific. You don't want to overwhelm. You have to know who you're targeting. Is it general or is there registration required? Is it free? So you can see we're going to speed this one up. However, there's a big, we're going to talk about events later, but I'm just going to share with you like in-person psychoeducational workshops. I'm not talking about like coaching events and retreats. That's on another day. Okay. But it's in the bootcamp though. Um, So some things you want to consider is define your role out loud and clear, even in person, because it can be more stickier when somebody catches you in the hallway. What is the goal of the workshop? Again, because you're going to have people in person and the energy is different when people get in the room. They have to understand what they're signing up for and what they're expected to get out of it and what are your boundaries around, honestly, what they're not going to get out of it. So hence, when I started my boot camp, I said, this is who it's good for. This is who it's not, right? You decide if you want to say, all right, what is the call to action? Do you have one when they're done in person though? Do they have to go online and do something? Do they have to text something? Do they go in the back of the room and fill out paperwork? You have to consider all of these things before you get people in a room. All right. 
um, solo or team. I would highly encourage you to have a team. However, I put together events where I didn't have a team, but I made my events very small. They were like four to eight people at max in my therapy office in the conference room because I had access to it. Other things that we want to consider that are not on the other list are Q&A time during or after the event. You may assume that your event is one hour, but you didn't account for, oh, I got a part in there for activities or I want to stay behind to have them talk. What well, is the building going to lock you out because you decided to have it at seven o'clock at night, right? Does somebody have an event after you? Okay. Do the people have to go back to work? Okay. Um, do you need a photographer and a videographer? Do you need one? No. Is it highly suggested? Yes. Do you have an iPhone or Android that you can set up on a tripod? Hope so. Okay. Is it free or paid? Make sure you consider that with your overhead costs. You have to know how much events cost. We're going to go way more in detail, I believe, on day four. Okay. So in terms of cost, um, you have to look at cost per person. This is a little bit about events. You have to look at the venue space and the operations before offering tickets. Do not start telling people the tickets are $150. And all of a sudden, when you realize your final budget, you realize you should have charged $300. Put a one in the comment box if some of y'all need to slow down with events. I don't care if they're online or in person and, they're, and you're charging for them. You have to make sure to list out every potential thing that you may add, even though you may take it off later. I'd rather you aim higher than aim lower because you're going to have to come out the pocket with the rest. And unless that's your goal to then get your money on the back end of what they sign up for later. Okay. That's your thing, but don't go in it blindsided. And then you in a hole. Okay. Also, you have to understand what happens after what happens after the event. Are they going to join a program? Do you have a call to action? Are you going to invite them to another event next year? What about the venue? We'll talk about that on day four. Consider overhead for the venue, things like security, food. Can you even bring your own food in? Um, liability with food is a big deal. There's way too many dietary restrictions. I don't touch people's food. We either have events where you go out and get your own food and we give you an hour and a half for lunch versus 60 minutes, or we cater to the menu for the hotel, but you have to tell us what your dietary restrictions are. And if you don't tell us in a questionnaire, you get whatever we got, but usually we accommodate you, Right. What is the parking? What is the sound like? Is it a big room where you need a microphone? Do not project your voice out so that you lose your voice over two days. What is the lighting? These are important even with a photographer. You have to let them know what is the lighting. Some of our hotels in Vegas had super low lighting when we got there. And one of the photographers didn't even bring the right flash. And I'm like, what the hell? So the pictures came out like hella dark, you know? Um, what about the internet? If you have it at a hotel, you're going to get charged for the internet, $35 per device per day minimum $35. Okay. And et cetera. We'll talk about more on day four. Events require marketing, even if it is free. You keep hearing me say that. Okay. Possibilities that I love about in-person events, because we're having one in October in Vegas. Okay. I love connecting with the general public and therapists, like people who are interested in our services, but people who want to learn and connect. Um, it also allows people to know, like, and trust you stronger in person. Um, you can also calendar availability on the spot. For future bookings for things, you can offer people things while they're there because the energy is different. Um, you have time for um, Q&A and people even asking questions in person just feels different. Um, and you can get to know the audience. You can feel their vibe. It's different than, you know, not seeing somebody's face on Zoom or just seeing their face. Um, you can enhance your stage skills as a speaker um, with speaking to the group of people that may or may not be as responsive, maybe via one-on-one -on -one services. I find that a good amount of therapists have asked me for one-on-one -on -one coaching that I no longer do. And I tell them why I'm not going to get into it here, but I'm like, it's interesting because the people who I did have, you know, that had one-on-one -on -one access, they utilized it. But some people don't realize how one-on-one -on -one works. It's really an accountability partner. 
but you're lacking the mindset around people around you. So you're really only limited to that one person you're in front of versus talking to the coach, but also bouncing ideas out of, you know, from other people and you can offer other services. Okay. So brief case study, live events um, with clients. It started, you know, online and then I moved it in person. Um, It required me to do a full launch, meaning I had to tell people about it. I didn't do ads. I've sent a lot of videos. I did email marketing. I did text message marketing. I was talking to people in the DM, not cold messaging, but like if they would ask me a question. And I realized that during my first few events, not everybody can attend. None of my events, everybody can attend because I'm going to have a limit to what I want in the room. Right. I had two years of events that actually had 100% conversion. When I started doing events specifically related to scalability for therapists in Vegas, I started November of 2020. So, just to show you what's possible, this was, um, even though I have it under psychoeducational, this was like a coaching program, but I just want you to see what's possible just with an event, okay, in person from people who knew me online. Okay. So some of these people, most of the people who signed up were actually in my programs or membership at the time. So in 2022, I realized that after I had had two years of low conversion, meaning people who came to the event, 100% of them all signed up for a program I had because they were like, oh, hell no, this ain't enough. (laughs) You know? And so in 2022, last year, I realized I had a lower conversion. But I actually was okay with it because I realized that the people who were at those events, some of them were not ready for the offer that I had. So I chose not to be in my feelings about it because I didn't even tell some of them about the offer. I'm like, y'all ain't ready. And they respected me for that because I'm not about to push no product or service on somebody. Okay. So I eventually end up converting what feedback they gave me in terms of where they were in their mindset and or business. And I end up just creating a different type of product, pivot. But I could not do that if I didn't listen to the feedback that people were giving me because not everybody I can expect be on the same level at the same time. However, what they did is they start spreading the word to their friends and their friends end up joining my program, right? It gave me, me the ability to know what my clients actually wanted and needed. There's never any time lost. I had a great time. My first live event resulted in a tier program back in 2020, just to show y'all what's possible. When you go all in, my first six-figure launch was at the end of 2020 when I opened up the doors to now what's called the Elite Coaching Mastermind for Therapists. Before that, I was doing more smaller cohorts, Believe in Yourself. So let me say this, this bootcamp is primarily focused on exposure. In terms of it slowing down, if I were to slow down every stream of income that therapists ask me about, we will probably be here for like seven months <laughs> because I would have to go all the way behind the scenes, right? Um, I also did this because people who are coming to the conference, their job, this is what we require. If you come to the conference, because we have got some bon- uh, like a bonus call beforehand, is that they need to walk into the room already knowing what product or service they want to expound in, only one. Because we're then in the conference going to teach them how to launch, how to create content for that launch. They're going to be able to learn how to mastermind with other people in the room to hear other people's ideas. We're going to have people hot seat, all those things. I'll talk about it more on day four, but I just wanted to share that because I know that this information is overwhelming. It's like going to an all day CE workshop done in 90 minutes, right? But it's all about exposure. So what I would do as a tip, go back and look at the slides, identify if any, which one of the four are you interested in? 
and then do the workbook. The workbook is the, this is a lot. I need to slow it down. The workbook is going to slow you down because it's going to say, what is one stream of income from day one therapeutic services that you would like to expand on? And then it's going to ask you for prompts. It's about a four to five page workbook. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.